Thanks for joining the True West Podcast with David Fischette, where David sits down with business leaders, artists, creatives, and champions of humanity to discuss their explorer's spirit. If your true north is your sense of purpose that drives you each day and that thing you'll be remembered for long after you're gone, we believe that your true west is your sense of adventure, your curiosity, and the thing that makes you turn your back to the sunrise and head into uncharted territories. You'll hear stories of tenacity and courage that live inside each of us to follow our own path into the future we desire. We hope that you will be inspired to follow your true west today. All right, welcome back to another episode of the True West Podcast, brought to you here by the good folks at Go West Creative here at the Studio Collection at Go West here in Nashville, Tennessee. Sitting in the uh, studio with me today is my buddy, my very first friend when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, painter, artist, all-around awesome human, Heidi Schwartz. Hey, Heidi. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. So, you know, this idea that we talk about here on the True West podcast of finding your true West, finding that sense of creativity, that sense of exploration, sense of curiosity and adventure. I wanted to talk about your path. Coming from somewhere up north, Indiana, Idaho. They're all the same. It's fine. The Midwest. Midwest area that you came from. You (laughs) made your way down here to Belmont, to Nashville, to Belmont University to pursue music, Mm -hmm. right? So let's, let's talk about that True West. Talk to me about your sense, your artistic sense, and where did that start with you? Mm. I mean, I've always looked for music or art, I think as a place, a safe place, truly. And like, it's been like a little bit of a haven. So, and it was interesting. It was a safe place to explore emotions and actually cool. You know how a rock star can be like the nerdiest person in real life, you know, Mm. and like, but like they go on stage and like, I have pain I want to tell you about. And if I put it in a song, it's cool. And I loved that. Right. I think, I think Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran is probably not the coolest human outside yeah, of being yeah, in a stadium. Yeah. But then he's got this thing and it makes him like larger than life. Right. And it's the magic of a creativity. Right. And I think that has been the pulse that I was following, whether I knew it to express that then but that's that was my big push. So I moved here following the music thing, and I was like, "I'm gonna make it big in Nashville." You know, it's like the typical thing. We kind of did. I mean, in my own way. Yeah. I think whatever I had in my head, I'm I know that it's not that. It's better to be honest. But um, I think also creativity. You know, because of the nature of the ability to deal with emotions. It also draws a lot of people that are looking for something else outside of themselves, right? And so the allure of attention and validation and all of that stuff grabs you along with art. And I think the people that are really interested in art at the core stick around. The rest of the people go, okay, the shiny stuff. Right. That was cool, but no, that was cool. Really. And moving on. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I definitely had that piece for sure, but I, I had to like chip it off by getting humble pie. Right. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, being a musician in Nashville, there's probably a whole lot of that. So yeah. let me just go back a little bit further. So what came first for you? Mm. Art, fine art, painting, as you make your living as a, as a painter now, or, or music, which was first? Was chicken, what's egg? Mm. They were kind of around this... I mean, I really wanted to be a singer, but I mean, I was... So my mom found this hilarious thing from high school where I wrote 
this paper and I was like, I'm going to go to music, but if I don't make it in music, I'm going to become an artist, a painter. That was my fallback plan. And she was like, you literally did exactly that. And I wrote it when I was 15. That's amazing. I mean, you just manifested it, right? You you set your true West path and you, you followed it. And without, I mean, I, I didn't remember that, but I was like, oh, wow, that's right. crazy. And I remember when I kept getting opportunities with art, I was, my ego was like, no, I'm going to do music. And I would get mad when people would call me an artist. <laughs> How dare you? I was like, no, I'm a musician. And I would, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny, very similar my story, right? Because I was a musician, mm-hmm. yeah. started, started playing when I was about 15. But I think all the way back to my freshman year in high school, I always thought it would be much cooler to be a, a businessman somehow related to the arts hmm. than to actually have to be a, a rock star. But you get the allure of playing in a band and being sure, out and all that sure. kind of stuff. But to see where that kind of, Interesting. You know, here, here I am. And so I, I just didn't have the, the nerves to do it. So... Today, you make your living as a painter. Specifically, you're a live event painter. For our audience, um, all 17 of them, uh, (laughs) that that don't know what a live event painter does. Tell me a little bit about what that looks like. 18, because my mom's going to totally, she's going to be all over it. A live event painter. So I go to an event and I paint in real time on the spot. Well, live event, you know, it'll be of the event, but live art in general, it could, you know, there's multiple concepts you could play with. But the point is that you're creating in front of people, they get to watch the entire process start to finish um, this canvas come to life. And it's like, it's a peek into this world that people don't usually get to see, they just see the final product. Mm -hmm. So this really interesting exploratory of like that in between awkward stage when you're like, that looks, you know, I have people go, I mean, I didn't think you knew what you were doing at first. I was like, I could do that. (laughs) <laughs> I could paint a wall. And I was like, yeah, you, you could. Probably could, yeah. And good for you. And then and then it evolves and it's like, ah, and then they get to see that. And there's a lot of curiosity in that. And it's really fun to play with that right. that space, you know? Yeah, you, know, you think about a lot of uh, experiential art mm-hmm. or experiential activations and things like that. So a lot of times you go and you experience it and go, oh, that was cool. Let me tell you what happened. But you actually have the experiential art, that moment that people are experiencing live. Wow. That's that like, that like a big drum. As they're experiencing. But then you capture this moment in time, mm-hmm. right? So there's actually something tangible that lives on for years and years that people can look back 20 years later and go, yeah. that was my wedding. Look how right. thin yeah. it was. So it's, uh, weddings are really wonderful and popular in that way because, you know, that's the day, right? right. And, and it's a piece of art that can go on their wall and they live with it you know, but they also watch the process. So they get to have multiple pieces, which, and it's also of their day. And so they're emotionally connected to it in such a different way that most, you know, when you buy a painting, you might like it and you might, you might feel something connected, but like for it to be your experience. Wow. So it's a really cool niche that I totally force gumped my way into and it's so fun. It's very gratifying. It's a very gratifying piece to be a part of. So let's talk a little bit about that Forrest Gump path, right? Because that's really what we're about today. Yeah. So finding uh, that sense of adventure and curiosity and, and, mm-hmm. and charting your own path. So how the heck did you go from, I'm a musician, I'm playing, I can do some art, I'm pretty good at it, to here's a whole new genre niche that mm-hmm. I'm going to forge a path. 
I was doing music and I made an album where every song had a like a painting kind of expressing a visual expression of that I would put like words in there and it was kind of how I was brainstorming ideas so I was doing a lot of painting in my like living room or in my bedroom and then like writing and doing music and it was just kind of I was playing I, I didn't really have an agenda with it and people would find out and I would just get all these weird opportunities and I was like what okay and I was banquet serving at this big hotel the Opryland Hotel right. here in Nashville yeah. and I contacted the entertainment manager to go sing on the boat because I was like, I'm totally going to get fired from the serving job any minute now. It's going to happen. Because you were awesome at it? Because I was super good. Yeah. And they loved me for it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll do jazz hands. I did show choir. I can do this. So I contacted him. He saw my album art and asked me to paint live at a dinner. And I was like, Ah, uh, well, if you think your five-year-old can do better, right. they'll just never come again. I, don't, I mean, sure, why not? What the heck? I right. don't care. And But I was like, how do I? Okay, I'll just, I was like, I'll just show up. I, I just, I was, I had no agenda. No, were you specifically going there to paint the event or were you going there to say, I'm going to paint uh, flowers in a vase? Oh, what, what was that? They just first asked one? me to paint. Right. So it was kind of just open. Just come and paint. They, he liked my art. And so I was like, oh, um, and my best friend, actually, she was like, well, don't, don't try to capture. Maybe they said suggested the event, but they kind of just said paint. And, and she's like, you know, maybe try to capture like an essence, like a hand holding something or whatever. And I was like, okay, oh, okay. Like, don't try to do the whole thing. Like, right. you know, do a spin. And I was like, oh, I could play spin. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, sure. I can do that. Right. So I was like, I mean, I'll go there. And I did it. And people were like, oh, wow. And I was like, I mean. Was it a oh, hand? Yeah. Do what? Was it a hand? No, it wasn't actually. What was it? It was the tablescape. Got it. Because they had a bunch of pretty flowers and stuff like that and wine glasses on there. Um, So it was was cool. I actually liked the painting. It's funny to see that evolve now. But yeah, I did it and I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, okay, I did that thing. And I got another call a couple months later by another person at Gaylord. They were like, I heard about this thing that you did. Would you come and do this? And it was just, and then I got another call. And I got another call, and I was like, what is going on? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, well, maybe I'll go try to put some energy into this. Let's just see. I mean, it's creative, and I, I enjoy being creative. And Had you been fired yet? No. You were still... Actually, it was weird. Once I... <laughs> Once I did that painting, like I kind of got a pass. People were like, oh, you're an artist. It's okay. So and I was like, what? You fold napkins. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the food Don't out. multitask. Right. We don't need you to do that. You're going to totally drop that tray. Right. <laughs> okay. yeah. so, so how long was it before you're like, all right, this is a business. And this is what I'm going to do for mm. a living. I was, I think it was like, a year or two later where I was like, I'm going to try to put some in it and just see if this does something. So I started like pursuing opportunities and contacting people. And I contacted this manager. It was another visual artist that was doing a bunch of murals, but he, she was doing stuff all over the world. And I was like, I want to do that. That's cool. So I contacted the manager multiple ways because I'm aggressive. <laughs> so you sent him a painting of yourself? Here I am. He was like, you're, you're really aggressive. And I was like, yes, yes, sir. But he contacted me right away. And he's like, I think this is a really good idea. I think you could build this. He's like, I can't take you on, but I'll mentor you. And Whoa. so it was like kind of like this little gift. And 
for two years, he mentored me while I built this business and I clumsily waited tables and occasionally sold a painting and survived. And I just brick by brick evolved this thing. And so now today, I mean, obviously you have great representation. How many of these do you do a year in a given year? Uh, So I was trying because I, so I have these, along with this performance, I always dress up in a dress and the the dress gets covered in paint and I've been collecting them. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to count all the dresses and I think I'm around 800 dresses. Wow. That's a lot of dresses. (laughs) It's a lot of events. Wow. 800 and, dresses, and $10 a dress. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So um, I was like, so I don't know. And I, that was, I mean, I did my first event in 2007, which is nuts. Right. But I mean, it took me, I mean, I, the dress thing came later. So I don't, I'm not good at math. Yeah. But got it. So a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. I do some stuff. Have you ever thought of like, like New York fashion week? Uh, yeah. And doing that and like having totally destroying somebody's brand new piece of their new line, but it becomes a one of one of a kind. Yeah. I mean, I have so many ideas around it and I'm like, I'm just waiting because like this, I'm like waiting for the opening. So I'm literally keeping every single one unless I sell it because occasionally I, or I've had like people auction them off mm. at charities and stuff, which is really fun. And, and also my high heels because they get covered in paint. Too. Right. <laughs> so it's well. just like this whole thing. But I'm like, well, I just feel like there's some magic sometimes when you kind of let go and just kind of let the things come to you, just like ideas, you know, you can put energy towards something and you can go, I'm going to sit down and brainstorm and write. But like, sometimes it just, it's the best things are when you're doing other things and you're like taking a shower and that's when ideas come. And I feel like also opportunities and things like that kind of just the more you just kind of go, I don't know, right. let's just explore. Let's play. Yeah. Let's balance ideas. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, you have to work. There's sure I'm not denying discipline or being aggressive or working really hard. Cause that's absolutely a part of it. But when you're in the game and you're like, yeah, this is my thing. I, I do feel like some, at some point you do find some kind of weird flow. hundred percent. I was working on some, I was writing some stuff last night and it was about one I'm like, all right, I'm falling asleep here. I'm just gonna go to bed. So I went to the bathroom and then I came out and I'm like, Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> so yeah. my, and there I am at three 30 in the morning. Right? Just going, <laughs> here we go. I got the idea. I got to get it. You're like, turn it off, turn off the faucet. So young artists that are coming up, right. Uh, especially those that are in, in high school and mm-hmm. think they're going to go to Nashville and become the next Miranda Lambert, right? Sure, sure, sure. What advice do you have, not to become the next event painter, but but what advice do you have for them to kind of harness that sense of opportunity, mm-hmm. right, as they move forward and, and make decisions that guide the rest of their creative life? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. I mean, that's a big question because, I mean, obviously everybody has their own journey, but I think there are principles that people can follow. And for me, I think being not trying to be anyone else other than who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a big thing is you have to spend time with your craft. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be you, you know, be the best you be the, I mean, and I know it sounds cheesy and stuff, but like, I just feel like, especially when you're doing something really unique or trying to do something really unique, I think you have to spend time in that headspace and like, I think you have to really want it. And it's, I hate to say this, but I feel like if you want to do it for a career or something like that, 
I kind of feel like there almost has to be this element of, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Because right. <laughs> I feel like if you can do something else, I would. It would be easier. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> totally honest. I get it. Because, but I, I also think, I mean, there's something really magical about when like your back's up against the wall and you're like, well, I mean, this is, these are the skills I got. So what, how am I gonna, <clears throat> and you yeah. just figure it out. Right. And like, there are seasons that are painful, but, and then also mm-hmm. you're just like, you have to be who you are. hundred <laughs> percent. And it looks different for each of us, right? Yes. I mean, 39 years I've been doing this, but there are, there are many times when I look back on that, that four decade journey and go, oh man, I have no idea how we survived or how we sure. got money or how we sure. know, paid for it for anything. So, but you know, you just stayed in it until you found whatever the groove is. So. And I mean, it doesn't mean you don't feel those moments. Fear. I mean, you, I came to you, I remember there was it two, a couple of years ago and I was like, I'm in this situation and it's really scary. And you were like, stop thinking with fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially is what you said to me. And and you're like, you got to get, you got to think a little bit creative and like think outside of the box. And it was the, you know, a business situation. But I, one thing I do tell artists, this is actually something I say a lot because artists, I think are scared of the business and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I'm like, you have to get your head in it and you have to be creative about being creative. hundred percent. So good. I, lo- I love that you're saying that. You have to be creative about being creative. And then, then you can have, you can still have that sense of play. And like, it doesn't mean that you're that beautiful piece of fun and play can't be in here. And actually it needs to be in here now more than ever, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, those are the people that change things that make businesses. I mean, that's creative. Creative doesn't have to have, you don't have to have a palette in your hand to be creative. I love that. I think that's the best thing that we've said all day. Cause I, I feel like you know, owning a creative agency. I love the creativity, the thing, the product that we do, mm-hmm. but it's when we've been in business jams, right? And we mm-hmm. go, okay. And people are like, no, no, you just got to file bankruptcy or you just got to do this or you just got to let that go over. And I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. there's got to be another, another way, way, right? And you've keep... watched a lot of suits lately and they always figure out a way. I, suits. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. I was. Uh, I want life to be like that. Yeah. I like. I like. You always feel good. You're like. You know what? There is another way when you watch some of the suits. Yeah. That's it. All They're right. so charming. Well, I sure appreciate you coming on the show with us today. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? See your work. We'll put some links in the um, the show notes here. But uh, how can people get a hold of you? Well, I'm on all the interweb things. All the interwebs. Yes. Yes. Um, Are you on Threads? I am. But Are I'm you on X. Yes. I'm not as active on those. I think I tend to go towards the visual thing. Mm-hmm. So like Instagram, TikTok, it's all under the handle paint your event. And then obviously my website. And then I have a Heidi Schwartz website. So basically if you just Google my name, Heidi Schwartz or paint your event, you'll find me. M- most importantly, where can we find that album? Oh, you're mean. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, you can. Is it on Spotify? It is. Ah. Paint your song. We're going to hear about that later. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Well, Heidi Schwartz, thank you so much for being in the studio with us today. And I really appreciate your friendship and your talent. So thanks for being here. And thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of the True West podcast brought to you by Go West Creative here at the Studio Collection at Go West in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining the True West podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guest, please check below or see the episode notes. Until then, stay curious. Stay curious.